Hey y'all, welcome to It's Just Between Us Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Marquita Denise. Get you a beverage of choice, honey. Sit back and enjoy the show. I think you're going to like this one. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to It's Just Between Us Podcast. I'm your host, Marquita Denise. Of course, y'all heard that in the intro already, but today we're going to get this thing back popping. I know you guys have been like, where are you? Where have you been? Why haven't you uploaded another podcast? Honey, I was trying to get some stuff together, girl, because I had to make sure the setup was good for you guys. I had to make sure I had everything into play, so I had to get another microphone. But anyway, whatever, 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 I got it together. So I hope you guys got your drinks. I got mine. This is some... Sangria that I got from Aldi. I don't really care for, but y'all know me. If you've been a long time rider with me, if you're watching in YouTube land, you know that if I buy something, I don't like wasting my money. But it's it's really not, it's okay. It's drinkable. It's not something that I repurchased, but like I said, this is the sangria. This is what it looks like. And I got it from Aldi. So I'm like pour it in my cup down and we're about to get started. So today's episode is about through hell or high water. And I have me a little notebook here, y'all, so I can stay on track because, you know, I will go off on a tangent and just be all over the place. So I got me a little notebook so I can stay on track. So if you see me looking down, that's why. So, okay, y'all, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me take me a sip first. Let's talk about it, y'all. Going through hell or high water. Um, y'all, it's 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 been rough. It's been rough. It's been rough. It's been rough. And when I say going through hell or high water, I mean for myself. Talking about myself. You know, and I know a lot of you guys can relate. That's why I figured I would start off by talking about myself before I related to you guys. Because I know what I've been through in the last year or two. And a lot of you guys know if you follow me on YouTube, you know that um, I just recently went through a bad divorce with my husband and it was rough on me. Um, If you guys have not seen that video, make sure you go back and watch that video. And if you're listening in podcast land, if you're in your car or whatever, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It will be linked in the description box of the podcast. So you guys make sure you go subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can see the visual uploads if you want to. And so you can watch previous videos that I upload of my life. So anyway, um, I went through hell and high water. And I'm just now, like the water was like at the top of my head. I'm just now getting it to chin level to where I can breathe just a little bit. And you guys, it was not easy. Humbleness played a big, big, big factor in me coming down to Chandler. Because a lot of stuff I was in denial about, like, I'm not gonna say in denial, a lot of stuff I didn't wanna come to terms with, such as, I might have to change my living lifestyle because I have a certain lifestyle that I'm accustomed to and I may have to change that and that was scary for me. Although my lifestyle has not drastically changed, although it should be, 
but I'm still working on that aspect of my life. Um, financially, my life should be changing financially and I'm trying to work on that. Um, but yeah, humbleness brought me back down. I'm not going to say humbleness to the point of where, you know, like, I don't know. How can I explain it? Have you ever heard somebody say, um, especially like one of your haters, have you ever heard one of your haters say, or just saw somebody post on, um, social media? Oh, humble yourself. Cause you could lose it just as quick as you got it and stuff like it was not that type of humbleness for me. When I say it was humbleness for me, it was more so of like, Quita, you gotta stop pretending like everything's okay. Like humbleness was me coming to terms with this is who I am and this is what you get. And I still struggle with that to this day because I gotta admit it. I, you know, it's hard for me to admit, but I am a people pleaser. So it's hard for me to just come to terms with that. And when I say come to terms with that as if and like, I don't have to be a certain way to be around you. Yes, I used to be this type of way before all of the stuff started crashing down on me, but if I'm not that person anymore, that should be okay. It sh I shouldn't have to feel the pressure of trying to be something that I'm not. And I'm not gonna say something that I'm not. I shouldn't have the pressure of trying to keep up something that I know mentally and physically I can't keep up because of the situation that I have going on at hand. And I didn't hit rock bottom. I almost let myself hit rock bottom. But I did not hit rock bottom. I almost let myself hit rock bottom from depression. Depression almost took me to rock bottom. But I had to do a lot of praying, a lot of soul searching, a lot of talking to God. And I'm just now getting to read my Bible and I had to get me a routine and I had to change people, places, and things. And sometimes, you know, I fall back into that ratchet lifestyle and I want to do stuff that I know I should not be doing. But, you know, I'm a work in progress. And um, I was watching somebody's video and it was like, it takes 21 days to build a habit. And I'm only on day three, you know. So, and then I'm, um, at the end of the day, we're human. So we, we, we have to learn. We have to make mistakes in order to learn from them. And I've made a lot of mistakes, a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes in my life that I'm starting to learn from. And some of my mistakes were caused because of me being hard-headed and not want to listen. So it's caused me to fix a lot of those mistakes at an older age when I could have fixed them at an earlier age. So, yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with hitting rock bottom. Let me say that first and foremost. There's nothing wrong with hitting rock bottom. Everybody can almost hit rock bottom or hit rock bottom. The only problem with hitting rock bottom is staying at the bottom, not trying to fight to get back to the top. Like I said, I did not hit rock bottom. I almost hit rock bottom. And I was slowly making my way back to the top, but I was climbing the mountain on the wrong side. Not knowing that somebody had built some steps on this side of the mountain for me to walk up. For me to walk up. But instead, 
I did it the hard way and I'm over here struggling to climb this mountain with these long fingernails, with this wig and this hat and this hot shirt. I'm climbing a mountain and I'm struggling to climb this mountain. And I'm like, something has got to give. What is going on? Why am I, why is it taking me so long to get to where I need to be when it's in here? Like I envision the life that I want to be living. I envision the life that I want for me and my children. Why is it taking me so long? Like, why do I feel like if I take two steps forward, I got, I go two steps back, which Depression plays a lot in it. Like a lot of times people don't even know that they're depressed. Like I didn't even know that I was depressed. Until I got up one day and I looked around y'all and my house looked a freaking mess. And I was looking like the kitchen was dirty. The living room was dirty. My bedroom was dirty. The kids room was dirty. The bathrooms was dirty. Like dirty, like dirty, 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 dirty. And I was just getting up and I was packing up and I was just going every day or I was just standing in the bed every day or I was just getting up and I was just overlooking and I was like, maybe that's the first step I need to take. So the first step I took was looking in the mirror and you guys, I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize the person that I saw looking back at me. So I knew that that was the first thing that I needed to do was I needed to get myself together. I needed to get myself together in order to be able to do the things that I needed to do to get to where I wanted to be and go in life. Um, Y'all, I even resulted down to finding a nine to five and I haven't worked a nine to five job in about seven to eight years and you guys, it killed me like, now I liked getting up, leaving the house every day because you guys know I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home. Um, I just, I liked getting up, leaving the house every day, but working for somebody else telling me I got a 12 minute break here. I got a 30 minute break here. I got to let you know when I get ready to go to the bathroom. And I was like, this shit is for the fucking birds. Like the last, my last day of work, y'all, I, I lasted three weeks and I barely lasted three weeks. And I only made it three weeks because of my home girl. And she used to tell me every day, cause she used to drop me out there when she was taking back and forth to her. And she used to tell me every day, no, you got to keep your eyes on the prize. We got something to do. We got something to do. You need this money. You can't quit. You can't quit. And I used to tell her all the time, I was like, Nakia, it's got to be a better fucking way. It's got to be a way because this is not it. I'm not built to work for somebody. This is not it. Like, how do I go from having a thriving business to having nothing and just, and not necessarily having nothing, like not even having the fight in me to go get what I know I can get. Because I'm talented in every type of shape, form, or fashion. I'm talented. I can do hair. I can do nails. I can I can literally do anything I set my mind to do. But it was just, I no longer had the fire in me. I no longer had the passion in me. So I had to find that again. And what made me find that again was working at that job, y'all. And listen, I, I was working. I always wanted to work at a manufacturing company because I thought people that worked at manufacturing companies made good money and because they drove nice cars and they was living good. Baby, let me tell you something. Uh-uh. It's not for me, baby. My last day at work, I told him, I was like, listen, this shit is fucking ghetto. I'm going home and I'm not coming back. And I've been busting my ass every since. And you know, the holidays are coming up and I'm thinking like, God, like, should I have quit my job? <laughs> should I have quit my job? But y'all, I got a shoulder injury. You you guys already know that I had a torn rotator cuff in my right shoulder. And that's why I slowed down from doing nails so much. But that job took my left shoulder out. Like y'all, it literally hurts for me to raise it 
up and down from slanging car parts for somebody, and I think I was making like $17.40 an hour, slanging heavy ass car parts for somebody who tells me when I can piss and shit, and when I can and cannot eat. If I'm hungry, goddammit, I gotta wait till my 30 minute lunch break, or my 12 minute lunch break, and by the time I open up my lunch bag, get what I want, or run across the plant to the cafeteria and come back here, them 12 minutes open, and you late, and you behind on what you had to do, I'm like, no, no, this is not for me. So when I say humbleness, that's what I mean. Like, I was humbled enough to know that I do not want to work for no fucking body else. So I need to do what I got to do to get my shit together. So like I said, it started with me looking in the mirror at myself. It was nobody else's fault. It was not God's fault. God didn't put me in this situation. I put myself in this situation because I was not paying attention to the situation that was at hand. And a lot of times we tend to put that stuff on the back burner and not even pay attention to what's going on in our lives because we think stuff is going so good or we 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 blind ourselves to the fact of what's really going on. And that's what I did to, for myself because everybody knew that I had this good life. So even when shit started going bad, I had to keep portraying that my life was good because I didn't want anybody to be like, oh, well, she thought she was better than us because you know people be praying on your downfall people pray on your fucking downfall and the last thing i wanted was to be like it took me forever it took me forever to post about my divorce nobody like when i was telling people when i finally got the courage to tell people i was divorced people never knew and people was like oh my god what happened you know y'all look so happy you know y'all lived in this type of house y'all lived y'all drove these type of cars you know your kids looked happy you looked happy we looked happy for social media and i was raised to always um my grandma raised me as you never let the outside know what's going on on the inside i was depressed and i was hurting and i was mentally and physically, not physically as in a sense if he was putting his hands on me, nothing like that, so the picture get that out your head. But I was not mentally and physically, I was mentally and emotionally drained. Drained. <laughs> but when I hit that door, or when I posted on social media, baby, I put that smile on, baby. I was hugging my husband. You know, we was in public holding hands. Whatever I needed to do to make my life fit what social media and the outside world thought my life was supposed to be and after my marriage i'm not gonna lie like i started spiraling out of control i was clubbing i was drinking and i slowed down drinking a whole lot hold on speaking of that let me take a sip of this wine if it wasn't me for me to drink wine god want to turn water into wine okay he turned water into wine because he knew i was gonna need it to get through life but anyway, you guys, so yeah, I started spiraling out of control. Okay, I'm free. I'm out of this, this marriage and I was feeling a whole lot better because I felt like I was finding myself. But then I started getting back into that space into where you didn't pray yourself out of this situation to start spiraling out of control. Like you're in the club every time the, the doors open. You know, you, you, I got out of one situation to get into another situation. You know, going to the club not paying attention to my business, spending money that I had, but I wasn't doing anything to make it back, if that makes sense. I had the money, but I was spending the money and I was not doing anything to replace the money that I was spending. So money was starting to, it was just going. 
it was just going and it was just going and I really wasn't paying attention because I was enjoying my life. I was having a good time. Like I've been with this man for a decade and I, you know, I ain't been able to live this type of life. You know, like, hey life, how you doing? You know, everybody's talking about hot girl summer now I know what the hot girl summer feels like, but hot girl summer was not for me, baby. I'm 37. These knees ache. <laughs> These shoulders ache now. Like Quit and get your shit together, you know? So when I say humbleness, that's what I mean by humbleness. Like I had to turn around and re-humble myself again. Like girl, if you don't get your shit together, you're gonna be broke and you and your kids gonna be fucking homeless. That's that's what's gonna happen. Get your shit together or you're gonna be broke and you and your kids gonna be fucking homeless and you're gonna be start from scratch all over again. God pulled you out your first situation to keep you from hitting rock bottom. He did just enough to humble you for you to get your shit together. You did just enough and then you turned around and you did the same thing all over again in a different aspect. So again, I had to take another look in the mirror at myself and I didn't recognize the person that I was looking at yet again. Despise the wig, the eyebrows, the lashes, all of that. I did not recognize the person that I was looking at. So I got up, I cleaned every room one by one, and I gave up plenty of times. I sat down and I took a rest, and one room would take me three days to clean. But at the same time, like I told you guys, I did not know I was fighting depression. Like, I did not know I was depressed. I did not know that this was a form of depression until I started watching other YouTubers, and they was like, you know, depression and anxiety this, and depression and anxiety that, and you know, you need to meditate, and reach a Bible, and you need to manifest, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. Once I started doing the things that they were suggesting, you guys, like it was, it, it took off to a whole nother level for me. And am I where I want to be? No, but I am on the path to where I want to go. I get up every day and I want to get up. Um, you know, I talk to Jesus every day. I talk to him every single day. To the point where I wasn't even talking to him at all. I was literally just getting up and going and I was forgetting about God. Like, God will come in and he will do something amazing for us. And we'll thank him and we'll beg him for this amazing thing. And then once we get this amazing thing, we put him on the back burner. And every time I put him on the back burner, he do something for me. He, he does something for me to turn around and humble myself. But he, he never really does it drastically enough. Not saying that I want him to do it drastically enough, but he does it just enough to where like, girl, you you, you got it, but you just don't have it enough. You know, like your faith is there, but your faith is not strong enough. So I'm going to do this to let you know that I'm still here and I'm still in control and I want you to get back to where I needed you to be. Like, I have a purpose for you, and this is what your purpose is, and I want you to live and walk in your purpose so you can live life abundantly. And he tells me this all the time, y'all, and I just, I'm just that hard-headed ass child that you tell, when you leave, when you let him go outside, okay, I'm about to go in the house, when I come outside, you better not be out this yard, I'm that child that's going to be in the street when you come outside. I'm that child, I just don't know, I've always been that child, I've always been the hard-headed, do what she want to do, child. Learn it the hard way. And I'm 37 years old, and I'm just now realizing that about myself. Like, I was telling my friend the other day, and I was, um, and it might have been today when we were on the phone, and we were talking, and we were talking about people growing up and maturing, and I think she's 27. I'm 10 years older than her. And I was telling her, like, 
your age doesn't matter. Like people would mature at different times. I didn't really fully start maturing until I was like 34, 35 years old. And I feel like I'm still not mature to the level that I want to be. I'm just now starting to see the life and the woman that I want to be. Like a couple of years ago, like I always knew that I wanted to work for myself and that I wanted to make six or seven figures a year or not even a year, you know, but at least five or six figures a month or whatever the case may be. I always knew I wanted to be wealthy and I always knew I wanted to have stability and financial literacy and all that type of stuff. And we'll go deeper into financial literacy and financial literacy on another podcast because if you do not have financial literacy, you better get on it. You better get on it because me not being raised to have financial stability or financial literacy, I'm just now getting into that. I'm just now getting into that. Like, my mama was on drugs. She was strung out in these streets. She didn't teach me shit. My grandma raised me, you know, and my grandma was, and that's how I knew I didn't want to work for people because my grandma raised me. And my grandma has been an entrepreneur. I never saw that lady go clock in for anybody. She's always worked for herself. My grandma was a bootlegger and she ran a, she ran a boarding house. People paid her to live with her, literally. She fed them every day. She fed them breakfast and lunch. And they're, well, you know, old people, we called it lunch. But you know, old people be done with dinner by 12 o'clock. So their plates were big enough to last them through that. You eat your little bit now, you, but it wasn't a little bit because my grandma listened. If you knew my grandma, the lady could cook and she would feed you. But she never worked. Never. We never went without anything. We had like these big, long, deep freezers in our house full of food and um, she would, she could feed the whole community if she wanted to. She literally did. If you walk past my grandma's house and you told, we were sitting on the porch, you told she was, you was hungry, she fed you. And every weekend we used to go shopping. And I remember my grandma having credit cards and stuff like that because we used to go to Sears and JCPenney's and run a checkup for me for school and stuff like that. I don't remember us getting welfare food stamps. If we did, I didn't know anything about it. I'm not going to say we were um, high class. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we was kind of like middle class. Now, you know, my grandma was old school or whatever, and we were in the hood, but I was necessarily not in the hood because any, well, I was, we lived in the hood, but anything I wanted, I got. It was, it was never a time that I asked for something and it was, oh, well, you gotta wait till next week or the week after that. It was never that. It was always, okay, but we only went shopping on the weekends. So, you know, she did her thing during the week and on the weekends, Every Saturday we got up, y'all, and I knew we was about to go shopping because if I got up, my grandma was on that porch with that ugly ass burgundy fingernail polish that old ladies wear. If she was on the porch painting them fingers, baby, oh, I knew to get dressed. It was time to go. So that's what my aunt, I always wanted to be somebody who helped somebody because that's how I was raised. My grandma always raised me to help somebody, even though my grandma was a bootlegger, even when we went to the liquor store. Like, my grandma was that that lady <laughs> i was about to say something else but she was that lady like the people she was that lady to the point to where when we went to the liquor store i was not even supposed to be going to the liquor store y'all was like eight nine ten years old and i'm gonna get back on track in a minute but you guys will see the relevancy in a minute but these people let me come in the liquor store like i was helping my i was helping my grandma tote these bags of alcohol to the car I was not supposed to be in the liquor store, but since they knew my grandma was so good and her fun, what everybody was so good. Now my grandma had her flaws. She was C-R-A-Z-Y. Once you pissed her off, 
that was it. But she was the sweetest person you would want to know. And if it was some bums outside of the, um, I don't even really call them bums, but that's what people call them. But I'm going to call them winos. If it was some winos outside the liquor store, when my grandma came out that liquor store, everybody had a bottle of Red Dagger wine or Wild Dower's Rose or the little paints or the cheap liquor. I can't even remember what the name of the liquor was at the time or whatever the case may be. But everybody was sitting outside, had something to drink. You know, because my grandma was like, I was like, Grandma, why you know? Why are you buying these people alcohol? Even though she was a bootlegger, you know, but why are you buying these people alcohol? You know, I thought it was something wrong, you know, I was thinking of something that you shouldn't do. Okay, so I used to be like, you know, I was I used to think it was wrong. So I used to be like, you know, grandma, why are you supplying these people with liquor? You know, that's what I was thinking to myself, but I don't think that's what I said at the time. I was only eight, ten years old, but it was something of the fact of, you know, why are you supplying these people with alcohol when they're already alcoholics, you know, and they need, you know, they need help. And she was always like, Regardless of what their situation is, you don't judge them. You know, you never know who you're helping or who you're not helping. So just because this person is sitting here and they're wind or they're drunk and you feel like you shouldn't help them because they're already drunk or whatever the case may be, you don't never know. If she's always said, that could be Jesus Christ that you're turning your back on. Just because they're drunk or if they ask you for $2 and you feel like they're going to go buy some liquor, they're going to go buy some drugs. That's not your that's not your place to judge them for what they're gonna do that, with that money. You know, give them the money, give it from the heart, and whatever they choose to do with it after you give it to them and after you're out of their presence, that's between them and God. That has nothing to do with you. So y'all, like I always give to homeless people when I see them, and I've recently just stopped carrying cash, and I hate that because if I see somebody on the side of the road with a sign, boom, I don't have any cash. So every time I see somebody, I always tell them like. I could not get my husband for the life of me to help people. Like, oh no, they they um they're able-bodied just like me and you, and they can get a job and they can do this and I can do that. But I was like, I used to say the same thing, but you never know. You're blocking your blessings like that, you know. And I feel like that's why, because I'm always helping somebody because I was raised like that and it was instilled in me. So I always knew. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I always wanted it to be in something to where I was helping somebody. And when I say helping somebody, I mean like in a good way, not necessarily helping them as in financially or what, whatever the case may be. I just always knew I wanted to help people and I knew I had something inside of me that needed to come out. So that's why I chose to switch from the nail profession or the beauty profession, period. And although I loved what I did, it was not my passion. And I just eventually drifted away from it. But I knew like, even with my clients, they will call me and text me and they still do it to this day, but now they pay me to do it. But they will call me like, you know, this, this, and this with my relationship or this, this, and this with my kids and this, this, and this with that. And, you know, well, how do I do this about business? Or how do I, how did you go about starting this? Or how do, how do you feel like I should go about doing this? Or they would send me pictures and stuff. How you feel about this and how you feel about that? And I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what I should be doing. Like, I'm supposed to be helping people with the knowledge that I have and the stuff that I've been through in life to help them get to where they need to be in life. And me helping them get to where they want to go in life is going to turn around and help me get to where I want to go in life. Like I get so much joy helping somebody solve their problems. And not that I'm 
just attracted to needy people or nothing like that. I'm not even gonna necessarily call them needy people, but it's just like, if you got a problem and I can help you solve it in some type of way, or if you're going through a situation and I can help you solve it in any way, then why not? So that's why I chose the life coaching route and the business consulting route. And um, I'll leave my link down below if you guys want to get a free consultation because I do do free consultations. A lot of people charge, but I don't because I might not be the right, right life coach for you. I might not be the right business consultant for you. You might not be the right client for me. So I do a free consultation to see where you're headed at and see what you want to get from this. And then we go from there. So yeah, like I said, I'll leave the links down below to my um, to my booking site if you guys want to talk and see where everything is going. But yeah, you guys, like I started off, like I said, so I got through the depression process, which I'm not fully through the depression process, but starting to get through the depression process will consisted of me getting my house together first because like I said my house was a mess and I'm still slowly getting it together I got some stuff I need to organize and wipe down and stuff like that but it does not look like what it did at first so I'm slowly getting through that and then um a whole lot of prayer and talking to God like I was um reading this video um uh, watching this video and this girl was like if you've never read the Bible before, start in the book of John. Because like I said, it takes 21 days to form a habit. And the book of John has 21 chapters. So she said, read one chapter a day. And by then, for that's 21 days. By then, you should be in the groove of getting up reading your Bible every day. And I don't necessarily do it in the night, and I don't necessarily do it in the morning. It's just when it crosses my mind and I have time, I sit down and I read a chapter. And... A lot of the chapters have been resonating with me, and I got up and I was reading the chapter, and I ran across John 3.16, and I was like, oh my God, this is John 3.16. So, a lot of, and then I didn't even know John is the book where God turned water into wine. I've been learning a lot of new stuff about myself, like, it's crazy how... The Bible resonates with your everyday life, and you don't think it does, but it does. And this book was written years and years and years and years ago, but it's still resonating with my life to this, to this day. And it was like, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. It'll blow your mind. If you've never read the Bible before, start, and there's other things that you can get, and I'll leave, them, leave links down below, like the Daily Walk Bible and stuff like that. It's a Bible to so where you can read the Bible in a year, but... I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but yeah, um, if you've never read the Bible before, do like I did. I started in the book of John. It's 21 chapters and it takes 21 days to form a habit and you'll get in the habit to where you're just picking it up every day, wanting to find a different book in the Bible to read. So another thing I had to let go was not caring what people think. Like I know I'm a strong, I come off as a strong person and I don't care about anything and I don't care what this people, this person say and this person say, but I had to sit down and realize that I do give a damn about what people think because I was telling my homegirl, I was like, I got this podcast and I got five, over 5,000 of family members watching me right now. It's over 5,000 of you guys. And I feel so comfortable getting on this camera, talking to you guys and replying back to you guys in the comments and everything. But I get anxiety when it comes to posting it on social media because those are people who actually know me and then I'm going to 
Like, you guys don't know me, you guys are strangers, and I'm letting you guys into my life, but people who actually know me, for them to see this side of my life, I don't know why I will feel some type of way, but it gives me anxiety. But I had to get out of it, which is crazy because I tell my clients all the time when we talk, you got to get out your head. You got to get out your own way. You got to do this and you got to do that. You got to get over that anxiety. You got to do this. But guess what? I suffer from anxiety myself. So I, it was so hard. I posted my first episode, um, my podcast episode, and I had so much anxiety. And I posted that I started the podcast, which I didn't. I only posted it on Instagram. I didn't post it on my Facebook social media. But I this after this episode right here, I'm going to post it on my Facebook social media. If you're not following me on social media, you can follow me at Quita's Lifestyle. Um, all my social medias will be linked down below. My Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat, and my Facebook. They will all be listed down below so you guys can follow me so we can talk. Hit me up. DM me. Um, my email, my, um, the podcast email address will be down below. I do want to hear from you guys. Um, if it's something that you want to personally talk to me about that you don't want to put in the public comments on YouTube. If you're listening to podcast land, make sure you guys leave me a review. If you guys like this so we can keep it going. So the algorithm can put my podcast up top. Okay. So yeah, but yeah. So I had to get out of my own way and stop caring about what other people think. So what? Why do I care what other people think? They don't pay my bills. Their opinion is not going to evict me. <laughs> Their opinion is not going to get my lights cut off. So why do I care? Their opinion is not going to feed me. So why do I care? Like, they talk about Jesus Christ. <laughs> so why do I care what they have to say about me? Because at the end of the day, I'm still going to do it. Whether what they say or not, Whether regardless of what they say or not, I'm still going to do it. So why not do it? Um, I felt like maybe I wasn't good enough. You know, I don't... I, I can't really say, and that's probably what it is. I felt like I don't take rejection very well. And putting it on social media is like, oh my God, here we go. So I had to get out of that. And that's pretty much it, you guys. After I got out of that and cutting people off and isolating myself, like it's a lot of friends I had to cut off a lot of friends I had to cut off. Like, if I had made up my mind for the day and the devil works in mysterious ways, y'all. He comes in all shapes and fashions and forms. He comes in all colors and shapes. And if I wanted to isolate myself to work on my business, to do this and do that, okay, I could have my whole day planned out. Okay, yes. This is it. I'm finna plan this. I'm finna plan that. I'm posting this. I'm posting that. I'm making IG posts. Feed, uh, IG feed post, an IG story post. I'm filming a podcast. I'm filming a YouTube video. I'm gonna edit this day. I'm gonna edit this, 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 and that the devil will come right back in and change my whole perspective. He'll come somebody calling, girl, what you doing today? You want to go eat? You want to go drink? You want to go to the club? You want to do this? You want to do that? Sometimes I will fall for it and be like, yes, but then guess what? I fall for it and be like, yes, go run the streets, go do this, go do that, and then guess what? I'm two or three days behind. And now I'm so far behind to the point where I'm like, oh my God, now I got to do this, I got to do that. How am I going to catch up? And then not only do I let myself down, I let you guys down because I'll tell you guys, okay, the next video is coming Friday and then Friday come, y'all don't get a video for three Fridays until three Fridays later because I don't let the devil come in and knock me off course. So I had to get okay with being able to say no. No, I don't want to go today. And nine times out of 10, y'all, some of the times I didn't even want to go. Like, it's just not my thing anymore. I already stay at home and drink me a glass of wine like I'm doing now. 
But yeah, I just, I had to get okay with saying no. It's okay to say no. No, I don't wanna go. Girl, come on, let's go. Girl, no, I'm not going by. Boy, I'm not going by. I got shit to do. Me running the streets with you is not gonna pay my bills. Me going to the club, turning up with you are not gonna pay my bills. Like, and it's okay to go through that season. It don't, it don't matter how old you are, whether you're 18 or whether you're 38 or whether you're 68. It's okay if you're just now getting your shit together. It's okay. The only thing that's not okay is not getting your shit together. You don't want to be sitting around 68, 78, 98 talking about your shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, if I had done that, I probably would have been a billionaire by now. Yeah, if I had done that, mm-hmm, I probably have about six cars right now. It's never too late to start over. It's never too late to start over. The problem is quitting. You never quit. You never quit and you never give up. Y'all, I done changed my profession 30 times. I done went from being, um, what they call that tea? The TLC program with the with the detox tea. Y'all done did that, invested a whole lot of money. It wasn't for me. Superior me scheme to me. No, I mean, no shade to the ones that do it. If you do it and it's making you good money, do it for you. If that's what that's what works for you, work that system, sis. Work that system, bro. But it was just not for me. Um, I uh, shoot. I worked regular nine to five jobs. I've been a nail tech. I've been an esthetician. I've been um, a beautician. I've did hair. I've did. Just about, you name it, I done I, I done it. And none of that gives me the joy that I have. You know you found your passion when that's all you think about. All you want to do is this one particular thing. All I want to do is help people mentally and emotionally get their lives together so they can financially live the life that they want to live. Because once you get this together up here, once you get that mind together, once you change your mindset, sky's the limit. Not necessarily saying that you have to quit your nine to five job because a lot of people love their jobs. But you will level up in your job. Have you ever realized that you've been at your job for three years and you haven't got a raise or you haven't got promoted? Or I know people that be at their jobs five or six months and they get promoted. When you've been at your job three, four, five, six years and you haven't got promoted, you haven't got a raise. But everybody else is surpassing you. People that came in after you are surpassing you and you got to wonder why. It's because you got to change that mindset up top. And it took me a long time. Like I told you guys, I'm 37 years old. I'll be 38 in December. And it took me a long time to change my mindset. It took me a long time to figure out what financial literacy was. Having financial literacy changed my life. And I still do a little frivolous spending every now and then. But now I know what to do to maintain my life. I know it's certain things that I need to do and certain things that I don't need to do in order to maintain my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We got to be okay with saying that, yes, I'm going through a rough patch right now and I'm going to eventually come out of it. 
I'm going through a rough patch right now, so what? Everybody goes through it. It's so many people that's going through a rough patch and faking it like they're not. And I was one of them. I was going through a rough patch, y'all, like to the point to where I was only having like three or four and five dollars in my pocket to the point where I was like, God damn, I only got $10 today. What the fuck am I gonna do? We need groceries in the house. The rent is due. The light bill is due. My kids gonna make sure to f I know that the Wi-Fi bill is due. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Which there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has been, everybody, everybody. Even if you was born with a silver spoon in your mouth, what would you do if your parents or whoever you got this money from cut you off the day if it just disappeared to stay? Like I, I had to think about that. Like you work for yourself. You can't afford to take days off. You can't afford to do certain stuff. You can't afford to do what you want to do until you're making money in your sleep. And right now I don't make money in my sleep. I only make money if I work. I'm not making money in my sleep. Well, I am, but it's not the type of money that I'm gonna make. So I'm not making money in my sleep. I cannot afford to sleep all day. I have to get up and do some form of work in order to bring money into my household. And a lot of people think, oh, you work for yourself. You got it made, you got this, you got that. No, working for yourself is 10 times harder than working for somebody else. Because if you go work for somebody else and you clock in, guess what? That's guaranteed money. If you work for yourself, if you're not where you're at in your business, if you're not where you want to be at in your business financially, if you don't work, you don't eat. And that's something that I had to realize. And it's okay, you guys. Like... It's okay to have to humble yourself. It's okay to realize, well, damn, I don't put myself in all this debt. I need to sell my car. But if I sell my car, everybody gonna know that I'm in debt and I got financial problems. So what? You would rather keep that car or you'd rather keep that house or keep whatever you got just to keep up an image. And it's okay because I was that person. I was that person. I was that person. But you were, it's a lot of us that would rather keep that to keep up an image for social media or for our friends to avoid letting people know that we're going through something. It's a lot of times that I've thought about moving out of my house and moving me and my kids into a two-bedroom apartment. It's a lot of times when I thought about it, but instead of doing it, I got up and I bust my ass and I invested in myself and I've been doing what I need to do in order to keep a, a roof over my head. And I cannot, I cannot get that credit my, to myself. I can only get that credit to God because he gives me the mindset and the mentality and the answer to my questions on what I need to do to get up, what I need to get up to do every day, every single day. It's a lot of times I'm laying in the bed and I don't want to move and I don't want to get up. And he'll tell me, girl, get your ass out that bed. And y'all know Jesus didn't cuss. But girl, get up and get to work. Like right now it's 11.44 p.m. and I'm filming this podcast. And I probably laid around about a good majority of this day. But, and my homegirls called me today and they was like, come on, girl, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. And I don't feel like it. I don't feel like getting ready. Guess what I did? Got up did my brows, put me a little foundation on, some lip liner, some lip gloss, put my clothes on, threw my wig on, and I sat right here. I've 
set my stuff up and I sat right here in this camera to film this podcast for you guys because this is a promise that I made to myself. This is something that I wanted to do for myself. Like y'all, I've had this equipment since October of 2020. I've had this equipment since October of 2020. It's October 2021. And I'm just now putting this equipment into play. This equipment that you guys see cost me over like five grand. Which I only had one mic and I just upgraded to another mic because I'm going to start doing um, having guests on the podcast. Like the next podcast episode you guys will see, I will have a guest. So I had to I had to invest in myself. And that was another three, four hundred dollars I had to spend. I had to buy a mic and a mic arm and um, what else did I have to buy? What I had to buy. I had to buy an adapter for my camera. I had to buy an HDMI cord. I had to do what I had what I needed to do. And I really didn't have that money to spend. But I know if I spend that money, if I stay consistent and do what I need to do and keep my mind right and buckle down, that I'm going to make that money back tenfold. It's just about having the right mindset and pushing myself to do what I need to do. It's about me remembering that I almost hit rock bottom and I was almost homeless and everything was almost taken away from me. It's about me not wanting to get back into that place. It's about me remembering that I almost fell into a deep depression and I had to fight my way up out of that. And I don't want to get back into that place because sometimes money plays a lot in people's depression. And a lot of times depression is just depression and you don't, like I said, you don't even know that you're being, but, but my, you know, my depression came from a lot, a lot of things. It's from my past, from like my deep, deep past. It's from my relationship with my husband. You know, it's a, it's a lot. So in order for me not to go backwards, I know that I have to do what I need to do. Like in the last year or two, I've really invested a lot of money in myself. And to not see that money go down the drain, I know I got to get up and show up for myself every day. So when I say I've been through hell or high water, and I'm not saying that I'm almost that I'm out because I told you guys it was the water was on top of my head and I was drowning. But I fought my way to the surface to be able to pop my head out. So right now I'm at chin level. The water is at neck level, shoulder level. I'm trying to get it down to breast level, knee level, ankle level. And I'm trying to walk up out that. I'm trying to walk up out of that. I'm trying to get all the way out the water. But I'm slowly getting myself out the water. And there's nothing nothing wrong with slowly getting yourself out the water. As long as you don't let yourself drown, that's all that matters. So I'm not going to keep you guys here too much longer. Drink some more of my wine. I just want to pop back in and let you guys know that we're back. We're up and running. We're consistent. Um... The episodes will go up every Tuesday. I know I initially said every Monday, which I was going to film them on Sunday and edit them on Sunday and then upload them Monday. But I had to start taking a self-care day for myself. And my self-care day is Sunday. I don't get out the bed. I don't put on makeup. I don't put on a wig. I just relax my mind. I be at peace. I sit in my bed and I watch Lifetime or whatever it is that I want to watch. I get up, I cook dinner, I take me a bath or whatever I need to do for that day to get self-peace for myself. That's what I do. And that day is going to be Sunday. I got to realize that I have to start taking breaks, that I can't just work, 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 work because it takes away from me. So I have to take a self-care day and my self-care day is Sunday. So 
I'm going to film the podcast on Monday, edit it on Monday, and upload it Tuesday. So now podcast day will be Tuesday. I know I said I was going to make a separate channel for the podcast. I don't want to do that. Like we have to really stop taking on more than what we know we can bear. Oh, God won't put, put no more on you. Wait, man, first of all, this is not God. A lot of times it don't be God doing, it be our doing. And we got to start taking accountability for that. And the next podcast will be on accountability. And I will have a guest on that on that um, episode. But um, I knew that if I had two separate channels, my main channel would go lacking. So podcast day is Tuesday. So if profanity bothers you or if spirituality, um, religion, any politics, if any, because we're going to talk about everything and anything on this podcast. So if certain stuff is going to bother you, just don't watch on Tuesdays. Just don't watch on Tuesdays. And if you do watch and if certain stuff bothers you and it makes you feel some type of way, you can come in and you can you or you can email me or whatever, but don't don't do it in a negative way because you will be get blocked. And God is working on me, but He's not done, He's not done with me yet. And I will clap back like I will clap back, baby. <laughs> and my clap back is real. We're all positive over here. We're not doing negative energy. Everybody has their imp- opinion. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. But over here, we're gonna do opinions respectfully. So I value your opinion, but I want to respectfully value your opinion. So with that being said, you guys, the podcast day is Tuesday now. It will be uploaded on Tuesday. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say a specific time right now. I wanna say a certain time, but I'm not gonna say a specific time right now because I'm just getting back in the gist of it and I wanna be dedicated. I don't wanna tell you guys the podcast will be up at 9 a.m. and I had technical difficulties with my Wi-Fi or something and I couldn't upload it until 9 a.m. You know, so uh or upload it after 9 a.m. So we're just sticking with Tuesday. Podcast day is Tuesday. My plan is to film it that Monday, that Monday morning, edit it that Monday, and have it premiered to release. Monday. So, yeah, you guys. That's about it. Um, I didn't want to keep you guys that long. I just want to come back and let you guys know a little bit about me. Like, open up to you guys. I can't expect you guys to open up to me about your lives if I don't open up about my life to you guys. And if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about, anything that you want me to reiterate on or um, previous, I mean, future episodes that you want to... Um, you want me to touch on or have a topic on, please feel free to contact me um, via social media or email. Like I said, all that stuff will be listed below. And that's pretty much it, family. I love you guys, all of you. And until next time, peace.